Welcome to Swifties Notes on Novels where we share our unfiltered opinions about books and Taylor Swift songs which take us back to the fictional world. I'm your host Jasleen and I'm Sakshi and we are two very passionate Swifties who want to bring you into our regular conversations where we spiral over words and lyrics. Welcome to our episode on Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. We've been talking about this book for a while and we wish we didn't have to, but since we are on this path to giving you honest reviews, we're bringing to you our review of Iron Flame today. So, Sakshi, before we get in, what was your rating for this book? Somewhere close to zero. The lowest we can go without actually giving it a zero is going to be my rating. What about you? Yeah, I think I 100% agree with you. There was nothing in this book that I liked it enough to even think about ratings. While I was reading it, my rating scale just went out because I would have had to edit my rating scale to even give this book a rating. That's how bad it is. Yeah, and I know your rating scale and I know that usually the books that you DNF, you give them a one star. But this is a book we did not DNF out of spite. We hate read this book to talk shit on it on this podcast. I also hate read it because I spent $30 on it. So I had to make the most of my money. Yep, yep. All right. So before we go further into the review of Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros, a book we both hate. So if you are even remotely a fan of this book, this episode is not for you. We are truly sorry, not sorry. So, all right, Jess, what are you currently reading? I'm currently reading nothing because it's just been a crazy time. But I am looking forward to going to the library today and getting some books. So I'm looking forward to This Is How We Lose the Time War. It's supposed to be like a science fiction, magical realism kind of story, which I typically like. So I'm really excited. I actually waited 30 something weeks to get this book. Like it was on hold for that long. So I'm excited to read that. What are you reading? I am reading Isolation by Bex Chan, which is a Dramini fanfic. It's about seventh year of Hogwarts alternate universe. Harry and Ron are out hunting horcruxes and Hermione is hiding Draco Malfoy in her dormitory. So we know where that goes. All right, Jess, let's go. Why don't you start us off with what you absolutely despised about Iron Flame? I think at the core of it as a novel, you can go wrong with a lot of things, right? We've discussed this before. The plot can be off, the characters can be off. You could just feel lost. But if the writing is good, both you and I agree that we would read the book any which mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. Uh, and, and still enjoy because it feeds our souls. This book, the biggest issue for me was the writing. It is juvenile. It is paced so badly in comparison to the first book. The chapters end at really illogical breaks. There are cliffhangers in every chapter and we're following a couple of plot lines. One, I hated Violet's POV throughout the book. The whining and the same repetitive redundancy of it all. Like if you're the second book in a five book fantasy series, the world building should just explode. Like this is typically the point in a fantasy reader's journey of learning more about the world and just being intrigued and you're never giving it up but the writing was just not good it was Mm -hmm. for the lack of a better word fan fictiony and well we've read great fan fiction in the past two years so it seemed like this book was just not written by her don't you think so 
the word i would use for the writing in this book is incomprehensible i could not comprehend the sentences i did not feel like i'm reading english and english is my second language i completely understand if some sentences some words maybe elude me nope mm-hmm. i read the first chapter right after i reread fourth way and i did not understand the words at all like who are these random five people how are these sentences being described like the english was off is all i'm going to say i think i was constantly in this zone where i have to reread the last paragraph to understand what even is going on i was lagging behind the text i would understand the story after like two pages oh oh we're in a fight scene oh is that what's happening yeah and honestly we're used to the kind of writing in fantasy where for the first 60 to 70% of the book you build it up and you're mm-hmm. you know creating and going into this final climax and then lots of things happen in the last 30% that's just normal fantasy writing like we've seen that with some of our favorite authors as well you know a lot of the harry potter books are structured that way a lot of the sgm books we like are structured that way but the issue with this is that nothing really happens like mm-hmm. i still do not know what happens in the first 60% i don't know why this is an 800 page book yeah. because the characters were bad almost all of them had no personality whatsoever nothing made them stand out you could swap out names except for maybe the dragons and main characters i i don't even know we'll go into zayden and violet in a minute but there was no growth or development no depth the plot was underdeveloped mm-hmm. there was a lot of pointless stuff happening which was mm-hmm. just left as loose ends which even if she does tie in future books i've forgotten what i read one chapter ago like you said so how do i keep track of those plot points and i just did not think that this book should have gone into publishing honestly it could have used with a lot of editing agreed agreed and i would interject that maybe every book has fillers right every book has scenes where oh harry ron hermione went to the library this book it didn't feel like it was even filler it was just constant whining about violet's relationship with zayden it was so much that it overshadowed anything else that she is observing i just couldn't move on from violet and zayden's relationship there was this excessive fighting secret holding sense of jealousy between both of these characters which might i say i really enjoy i am a dark academia enemies to lovers i hated you but now i don't person and you can build tension between characters even after they've admitted that they love each other right in this case they have this huge miscommunication trope which i think is the subplot across the way but it's ten scenes of the same thing there are no repercussions one violet shouldn't even be angry with zayden for hiding some of these things like they are running a stealthy operation here it's not like he's a pop star and he is not telling her what his next album is going to be like like violet grow up you're 25 but even if she gets angry they talk they do the deed which they do a lot and then everything's fine like you do, repeat that for 10 times i don't remember a single conversation they've had i don't think they've talked substance in the entirety mm-hmm. of this book that's not how relationships work mhm and i have to salute the patience of tern and zayden for handling violet i would break up i would be like girl no so surprisingly i really like tern's character and his dialogues in book 1 in book 2 mm-hmm. 
he was managing Violet and giving her relationship advice. And sure, I get it. You're bonded. You're stuck now. But dude, like there are bigger things to worry about. And there might have been conversations, right? There might have been bigger, important conversations. It's just drowned out by Violet's whining. Constant whining and sulking. Mm -hmm. It's like... She went from being this quirky girl and she was learning these things in the first book and her character was interesting because it was refreshing. Mm -hmm. Like we've always read female characters in fantasy that are strong from the get-go. Like Mm -hmm. they're either great fighters, they've got a lot of magic, blah, blah. Violet was really built up. Like we see her, her character built in the first book. She went from being that quirky girl in the first book to becoming this other girl who doesn't like women. Like we have Zayden's ex-fiance or whatever cat come in. Mm-hmm. And we have these technically really strong females fighting over a man. Yep. The reason I fantasy is because I never have to see that again. Like I'm not saying it doesn't happen in reality, but it's empowering. It was empowering to see her relationship with her friends, her relationship with her sister in the first book to see that you could not be physically the strongest, but you could still not lag behind. And her inner monologues are such a nuisance. I can't follow them. Give me banter. Give me some sort of relationship building with her mom or like Brennan and Mira. Give me some thing except for Zayden her life was just I will fight and I will love and hate Zayden at the same time that's that's what the entirety of that relationship and that character was yeah and I would have liked it in fact if it was just less it's it shouldn't have gone on for the entirety of the book if it was some if it was a little part of the book I would have enjoyed it I would have enjoyed the tension I would have enjoyed the jealousy it just went on for too long and it didn't fit with the confident character that we met in book one it just felt like a different character altogether and I didn't like it at all Like, you don't have to wait for the last book for the characters to be happy. I feel like when you're writing an adult fantasy novel that is set in this world, which has a lot of potential, honestly, like, I don't even understand most of the politics at this point because the writing was that bad. But you don't need your characters to fight to show growth. They can grow in so many different ways. They can grow together. Or if you really want them to fight create a situation where they are not together because I'm not getting anything out of this relationship and I do not understand how you could do that like she pushes people away we don't get her friends POVs a lot like Ryanin and Sawyer and everyone else we don't get to see them as much because while it's just in her bubble the world's falling apart and all you care about is secrets that Satan is keeping girl got your priorities right a man is not everything And I don't even get her point. Like you mentioned that he can't reveal all his secrets to his girlfriend of three weeks. All right. She is the daughter of the enemy. You have to maintain boundaries and she just refuses to accept it. Also, she's such a hypocrite for keeping all these secrets from her friends while also demanding these same secrets from Zayden and then being petty about keeping minor secrets from Zayden oh you like you like this now huh Zayden I'm keeping secrets from you too guess we're even just get over yourself 
the new characters that are include like introduced the new commander in the dragon quadrant and everything that he does and everything everyone's doing to keep zaden and violet apart they are doing this book a service by keeping these two people apart like honestly that was the only time where we get something out of the plot as well because moment you put them two together everything around them is burning but they're in a circle fighting about secrets and every scene like every scene that zaden honestly is in as far as i can remember is dramatically telling violet how he would die for her and how much they love each other and they have these phrases and it's repeated so many times that it's honestly a little inauthentic at this point like for once i thought oh if the writing is smart this is going to be a tamlin fera slash kaol and selina situation maybe there's mm-hmm. someone else but na 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 that's i'm pretty sure that's not happening mm-hmm. i think that's just me trying to make the best of a bad thing <laughs> all right enough about zaden and malik i've had enough of them moving on i want to talk about the one character that i really enjoyed that's a lot coming from us or me i loved dane's redemption arc i think it was done pretty well hidden beneath horrible writing but if i think about it objectively from a very very high point of view i think his redemption arc was done extremely well i think it was he was given chances to prove himself and he adapted he apologized so kudos for that nobody saw that yeah yeah i i would have enjoyed more camaraderie between all these other characters because um Dane's character where we left in the first book and where it picks up in the second book and everything that he does that emotional turmoil between what he has so far believed to be true about the world and his life and everything else and what he's learning based on the events of this book really do give that's the kind of character development and growth i look for mm-hmm. uh, in any fantasy it doesn't have to be adult or young adult you know because dealing with things that are changing in the world is a the, a big part of how the plot progresses yeah. in in a fantasy book and no, i'm not saying that fourth wing was high fantasy or it was a blueprint of a great book as many people would like to believe we've read better we've simply mm-hmm. read better but iron flame just takes that world which started and takes it to absolute shit like the politics of it all and the characters getting introduced didn't make sense particularly that one scene where violet and her friends are trying to do a training exercise with the infantry 20 characters are introduced with their dragons and their griffins and whatever are introduced in a span of a couple pages and i don't even remember what happens why is that scene even there like what are you trying to do i just don't get it i was so glad i was on my kindle at the time because suppose there is this character named taren all right and now taren is in a deathly situation and i'm like wait do i care about taren where was he mentioned do we like him why is his scene so dragged out and i went on the search feature and i figured out oh taren was mentioned once three pages ago oh so okay not important I would have died without my Kindle. There were close to fifty to hundred characters and dragons and griffon riders and infantry. I don't know. They were introduced in the book with no substance, with no consequence. There was no point to their introduction. And then when we actually get to the fight scenes or strategic scenes, these names are just thrown in casually. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense when you read them. 
you will understand my disappointment because i was reading this chonky hard cover physical copy and i really wanted to throw it at the wall and if the house that i live in was not made of wood you best believe i would have done it it was so bad like i still don't understand how we truly finished this book like i commend you and i for doing that and i commend a lot of people like this was a book talk and bookstagram sensation right when fourth wing came in and we've discussed this in previous episodes mm-hmm. people were not ready for for something new and fantasy everyone's been looking for it for years but they were not ready and i just feel like the wasted potential just is not really nice it's yeah. so annoying and if i could have a penny for every time while it is called smart and cunning for doing something that is the bare minimum i would be so rich right now <laughs> and the thing is it's just it's terribly edited i wish they had just taken their time release a better book a year later it have it would have still sold out it's it's the potential that she's lost you said it perfectly like it is a lost potential it's a lost opportunity the only thing working for this series now and i think i will keep on reading it just so i can talk shit about it i will why would you do that to yourself i will i think i owe it to the series i mean if we're going to talk shit about it we should have all our facts straight and i want to see her improve i want to see the author take the criticism and improve so hopefully that happens. i feel stupid i feel so cheated right now but but i see where you're coming from and wait i can convince you to not read it as somebody who's reading fantasy and vampire novels for a really long time sakshi tell me which book series this reminds you of how many can i name <laughs> first and foremost the ending of this book and how everything happens which we are already in very spoiler zone but i don't want to spoil the ending for you because that's the only thing going for this book like why would you read 800 pages if to not get to that was so much like vampire academy like you swap out the characters it's the same thing cuz writing was shit in that too and yet i would read vampire academy over this any day at least the romance in vampire academy was fun at least there's that so this entire book reminds me of house of night and vampire academy and just la di da all right book 1 mm-hmm. fourth wing felt inspired by these books and the author took a refreshing take on it this yeah. one feels like a copy this feels like a cheap replica of our favorite novels of really popular novels and just a really really bad porridge of those novels it's it's a shame it's a shame yeah honestly it feels like she took every popular book in the fantasy genre that was released in the last 20ish years merged them together threw in some dragons and was like go have fun and even with the dragons let's talk about andarna for everything that they built up in book 1 that andarna is going to be great andarna's this andarna's that she's going to be oh, this teenage music mm-hmm. i was looking for comedic relief andarna's asleep for half the book yep <laughs> <laughs> she had one purpose in this book <laughs> one purpose in the final final chapter and that's all no dialogues no sass no teenage angst nothing what was the hype for if i am to put the plot points of this book on a board 
I would not be able to make sense of any of the plot lines. I feel like so many of them are just open-ended. And of course, there are three more books to go. Congratulations, everyone. We'll have three more books of hopefully good writing. But the way this one's gone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have high expectations. I wish that Rebecca did a little bit less. Like, you do not need to put every type of trope that exists in fantasy to make this work Mm -hmm. just a little bit of even development of relationship between Violet and her family so her mom's character with Mira and Brennan a little bit more of that would add more depth to this book rather than just like being obsessed with uh, the the guy in the book right that's so so reductive I feel like it's so reductive to the character that was and To add on to that, I feel Rebecca Yaros broke the rules of her own world in this book. For example, spoilers ahead, but we don't want you to read the book anyway, so just listen on. Um, There can't be venom, which is evil, magical people. There can't be venom inside the wards, right? But we have this Jack guy who's apparently a venom. And he's inside this guy, which is like super safe. And then... Zayden turning into a venom in Besgayath again with the wards and everything. You're breaking your own rules. What's the point of wards? What's the point of Violet's entire arc in this book? If you just don't care for them. This was poor world building. She thought of building something and then she broke it down based on convenience. It's not like these things don't happen. I mean... Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Harry's technically dead for a while, right? SJM does this all the time, brings characters back from the dead. And we hate that. But if you are able to give us some reasons why it's happening, if you can logically put that into explanation, yeah, we're a little bummed initially. But when we think of it and we think about where the entire story is going and why that character is important to that story arc, we're fine with that. But in this case... You're so right. You built the whole book based on the wards. Violet spends the time that she's not doing the deed with Zayden looking for some way with the wards. I just can't believe how you can miss that. Even the last fight scene, honestly, Sakshi, I don't even remember what happens except for like the two or three major events and she didn't do anything for my emotional investment anyways but I don't even remember the fighting scene I don't remember any of the fighting scenes and I'm a sucker for a good fight scene I love a great battle Mm -hmm. I love the conniving and then that's what we love fantasy for anything at this point would be better than what this is yep yep I think the mom in the final battle, I don't know. It was not heart-wrenching. She gave her life or something for it. And then Zayden turns Venon. And then Andarna. Violet might potentially have another dragon. There are so many fan theories about it. And I commend the reading community to come up with fan theories for this series. Because where are you bringing them from? Out of of where? I have a far-fetched theory. All right. Now that you... (laughs) Okay, so, we're doing I it. read a lot of fan theories after Fourth Wing prior to Iron Flame. And I saw mm-hmm. all of them coming true while reading Iron Flame. Zayden having a second signet, la di da, all right. And now I'm wondering if Rebecca Yaros planted those theories. <laughs> Do you know? Because you're right, where are they coming from, everybody? So you 
Yeah, because there are there are very few indications for any of them. Like we we love great reveals, right? When you have Easter eggs planted, the moment you read the reveal, in your head you go, "Oh my God, this particular scene of this particular book!" Like you start to like join join the dots or whatever. That mm-hmm. simply doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, simply doesn't happen. Happen, and I think it's okay. Not everyone is a Machiavellian like Taylor Swift. and while we've discussed an awful relationship and awful miscommunication i just want to come on here and say that trailer and travis have my entire attention they have our attentions we love what's happening with taylor <laughs> and travis right now i cannot i feel like i am 16 years old reading a whatpad romance between a football star and a pop star it is so sweet and i also want to bring attention to this book i recently read it's called seasons teammates mm-hmm. by katie bailey it's about Ooh. an ice hockey player and a nutritionist falling in love and it has the best communication trope i've ever read if you're ever looking for a light romantic read with zero smart but all the feels and the best communication trope ever okay check it out but coming back to taylor and travis they're all over my feed and i love it i am not sick of it i feel hella single i feel hella bad about myself but it's okay i love it i'm living vicariously through them it is so cute the fact that you would travel halfway across the world after doing three long shows just to see him win super bowl like the power dynamics in this couple are just giving me such a rush because generally in our experience of ambitious women doing something for themselves you know what if i could never give you peace he doesn't need peace like that man would go to the ends of the earth just to see you smile and it is so cherishing i mean jet lag is a choice and i agree but it's so cute i cannot wait for what is revealed in the tortured poets department i know you don't agree with me but there are a lot of hints to some things like a certain joe having cheated on her what do you think about that you don't want to know what i think about it because i don't think about it i'm just going to let her tell her story i know there are so many theories especially after melbourne what did melbourne do to get what did of- melbourne do to deserve this what, what did melbourne do to deserve this so just to go into heavy details of of how i stand on this three songs that are in my top 10 getaway car the other side of the door and august they are my top 10 it's very difficult to dethrone them she made a three way mashup and i'll tell you why the cheating trope just makes sense one april 19th 2022 is when taylor went out to dinner with her friends and everyone unfollowed joe on that day guess what's happening on april 19th either ways this whole story getaway car is from the cheater's perspective so threw the money in the bag and i stole the keys and ran away the other side of the door is from the person who has been cheated on and then we have august who is the other girl so it's just beautiful did you see the you're losing me 
performance she was so angry she, she choked up it was like those you remember when just started and when she used to sing campaign problems campaign problems it was so detached it was not tailored because whenever she does the acoustic set is when i see the most emotion in her she used to be so detached you're losing me it was oh my god oh my god i think the detached version was call it what you want i think that was such oh, a that is very song yeah 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 that's what you're referring to yeah yeah it's just it's crazy and the dancers like guys what do you all eat to keep up with this woman like the dancers in the eras tour are everything i love how they are into her and i wish i am here manifesting that we get karma Travis version very soon because Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. She gave it to us once. If she gives it to us again, it's practically a love letter, Taylor. That's. I it. mean, she does a lot of fan service, you know. She does, yeah. except announcing reputation when we need her to. I know, but it's fine. I'm not too worried about it. I will say, however, is what did Melbourne do to deserve this? I know. Yeah. The best songs. She sang "Teardrops" on my guitar uh, on the last night. Like all the lights in the stadium were flashing green, and she has not given debut a lot of mm-hmm. FaceTime in this tour, which also makes me think is reputation next. But that's a rabbit hole that we will not go down. But what we want to say, and our whole point of our conversation today is, over communication is sexy. Give us. punctuated long paragraphs of text to read men if you're seeing this do that over communicate we love that what jess is not saying is wink wink <laughs> wink wink get get it if you over communicate and i communicate back there's something happening anyways that's what we had today and we'll come back to you with something really crazy we're in fact planning on having a guest next week as we discuss Harry Potter so stay tuned let us know how you like this episode and until then bye bye bye